What's up, everyone? This is Brian Ward, host of the Data Podcast, the podcast show for dads, about dads, being dads. I'm super excited that you're here and for the guests that I have on the show today. But before we get to the interview, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I'm super excited for the guests that I have on this week. Um, he's a uh, he's a franchise owner. I've gotten a chance to know him over the last, I don't know, month or so, month maybe two months. Uh, he and I have gotten a chance to connect, and I'm really excited to hear his story. But my good friend, Craig Stokes, has joined me on Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, what's up, brother? How are you, man? Thanks for having doing, me. Doing well. Thank you very much for taking the time, man. I know you're busy, um, but, uh, you know, for my listeners who may not know who you are. Um, I want to know a little bit more about you, your backstory, kind of how you grew up and all that. And then obviously, you know, you've got a, you've got a franchise now. Uh, I'm dying to know about that. So keeping you busy. So give my listeners a little bit of a backstory about you and then obviously about your family. Yeah, absolutely. What's up, Dad Up Podcast listeners? Uh, I'm Craig Stokes from the East Coast, born in Florida, grew up in North Carolina, definitely a product of parents who said, Craig, do not put all of your eggs in one basket. So I grew up just being motivated and encouraged to try new things from a very young age. Um, so I'm the oldest of five kids. And so that, of course, as you all know, comes with a lot of responsibility. I'm the test test dummy when it comes to the parents side of things. And so just being able to, I guess, weather that storm, if you will, I call it a little bit of a storm. Uh, but my parents were very entrepreneurial. So I learned at a very young age how to take something in my mind, bring it to fruition and, and make sure that I gave my very best every time somebody trusted me with their, their time or with their money. Uh, and, and so from the age 13 to age 16, yours truly uh, was, a, was a power ranger. I used to dress up in red spandex with my toy <laughs> gun and get hired to go do kicks and punches at children's birthday parties and festivals and daycares and things like that. And, even at such a young age, wanting to eat the kids cake and ice cream and pizza, because I'm a kid as well. Here I am having to turn that off and say, this is their once in a lifetime opportunity. How do I give them the very best experience possible? Um, and probably was the precursor to what I'm doing today, all the way in LA, running a you know, multi-million dollar Chick- Chick-fil-A franchise, uh, father of two, two amazing kids, uh, London and Camden and been married almost 16 years this year so it's just oh, wow. just crazy so uh a lot a lot has happened since then but love to love to dig into it even more awesome um how old are your kids london is 12 and, and cammy is camden is three it'll be four in july so a nice little age gap there yeah yeah so you got a little bit of uh, both spectrums going on there um absolutely i got a second mom in the house you know making sure that <laughs> Sometimes little brother, sometimes her own son is, 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 is in line, but it's been the most amazing experience. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, let's back up a little bit. I mean, you're, you're the oldest of, you said five kids. Five. Wow. My brother just turned, my youngest brother just turned 16. I'm 41 to put oh, that in perspective. So. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, you know, I, you know, I have, a, I have a younger sister and I'm, you know, my, my parents only had two kids, my, my sister and I. So, um, you know, growing up I, and I'm kind of going to, this is going to lead to my question, but growing up, I found myself, you know, I played sports and all that in high school and all that, but 
I found myself, my parents worked a lot. They weren't entrepreneurs. They were blue collar, blue collar workers, but they worked a lot of hours. And I found myself in the evening times having to make dinners, you know, for, for the two of us, because they weren't home to do those kind of things. I mean, did you carry that kind of responsibility with, with your other siblings? Not as much. So my brother and I were two and a half years apart. So kind of my experience was his experience. Um, mom, um, whether she had a dollar or a hundred dollars, she always made a way. And my mom was amazing. She would go to the kitchen sometimes and to the refrigerator and I'd see random ingredients in there. And I'm thinking we have nothing to eat tonight. Next thing I know, she's like, dinner's ready. I'm like, did she go to the store? What, what happened? Because there was no, there was no DoorDash Postmates at that time. So I'm like, what does she do? come out she's got the rice and the sausage and she mixed this with that and she just made a way out of no way so you no know, mom mom always held things down uh in that way um when my parents kind of split up and she she raised us so if anything i just became the man of the house much earlier trying to be protective locking the doors making sure that you know she was she was okay and um i remember even telling her like mom, you don't need another, you don't need another man. I'll stay up with you. I'll watch movies with you. I'll do these things. She's like, yeah, I need a little bit more than that, but, uh, you know, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so, That's so. awesome. That's very cool. Um, how about sports? Did you guys play sports? I mean, were you involved oh, in that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My mom was a, my mom was actually a cheerleader for Florida State. So right when Bob, Bobby oh. Bowden came in uh, and took over the team, she was a cheerleader for one year uh, with Bobby Bowden. So uh, I grew up with that. My dad's a, a six degree black belt. So I just use that as context to say very athletic family. My mom played tennis in South Florida. So I grew up playing baseball, basketball, football. I wish I would have played soccer. Like no one I grew up around was playing soccer. So I didn't even have that frame of reference of how global the sport was but yeah from from early on she was coaching she was doing the cheerleading coaching and I was playing football right alongside of her oh that's awesome that's very cool yeah I mean I my boys are 23 and 20 now and you know I coached every single one of their teams that they played on uh, baseball basketball uh, there's only one team that I didn't coach my older son played soccer for one year and uh, I, I knew nothing about soccer yeah. Uh, so I did not coach uh, that team, uh, but he only played one year. He didn't like it. He was actually pretty good, but he didn't like it. Um, so he's probably how, pretty athletic and picked up a lot of sports pretty quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, my younger son uh, is in college now. My older son's out of college. My younger son's in college, and he is uh, he plays college basketball. So, um, so yeah. So he's he's. Yeah, he, yeah, they, they, they're pretty good boys. So, um, and wait, how, and wait a second. So you said, wait a second, Brian. Now you said your son was coached by you and now he's playing college basketball, which means, ladies and gentlemen, we got to give it up for Brian Ward for being the amazing, <laughs> the amazing foundation. I'll tell you a funny story, Craig. When I was, uh, I was coaching at the high school level and my younger son was a junior in high school. And uh, we ended up uh, making the CIF championship game uh, and we ended up winning the game. Uh, so it was the first time in the school's 100 year history that the basketball team had made CIF championship and won. So it was the wow. first time the school had ever had a championship uh, winning team for basketball at the school. Uh, and the okay. cool thing about that is because I was a coach and my son was a player, we both have championship rings now that we'll have hey. forever. Hey. So it's a very cool, very cool memory for us. That's really special, man. Congrats yeah. On that. Um, well, very cool. Uh, let, let's get into kind of, you know, the, the franchise now, because I've always had an interest in not only franchise owners, but um, owning a franchise. Mm -hmm. You know, this I, I know this is a dad podcast, but for parents that might be looking at 
possibly going into owning a franchise? How easy, what, what kind of things that you have to go through for Chick-fil-A? Cause I know they have a lot of rules and, and stuff that in order to own a Chick-fil-A, you got to do a lot of different things. For sure. For sure. And what I will say too, as it relates to the, the your podcast listeners, um, having kids and being able to show, Hey, I, my parents didn't come from this. Their parents didn't come from this. They didn't have this opportunity. And yet here we are. Um, it's also a gift, but it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, Hey, this isn't necessarily normal. It can be normal. And it should be something that people could feel like they can aspire to in terms of having a franchise, especially one like Chick-fil-A. Um, so it gives me a good opportunity to show what hard work looks like. Um, it helps stretch what's possible for our kids and for people to see like, oh, they're my dad, you know, yeah, we, you know, we have a Chick-fil-A, that's, that's crazy, or maybe not crazy, maybe it's just normal. Um, and so I, I will say it's very relevant to those listening, just saying like, wow, you could have something that's good for you, but it's also a win for your kids to see what's possible for them. Um, I mean, that's what being a parent is all about is trying to accelerate what, you know, what they are exposed to and what they learn and what mm -hmm. they know to be true at a much younger age. Um, so the rest of their life is not spent. Well, what could I do? What's possible? What am I good at? What am I capable of? You know what I mean? So, uh, I will say as it relates to Chick-fil-A, in order, there's always a journey before that. And I just give you just a little taste of that. I lived like three parallel lives, um, kind of going back to the not putting all my eggs in one basket. So right. I had a lot of entertainment. So hosting, red carpet, public speaking, um, in front of the camera, producing, I mean, behind the camera, producing uh, TV shows, movies, whatever, things like that. So I did a lot of that. I was always coming out to LA, which is kind of why I'm here in LA in the first place. Uh, military, been in the military 16, 17 years now and the Air Force Reserve. Oh, and oh thank you for your service. I, I spent four years in the Marine Corps, so hey, I know all about simplify, that. Simplify to you, brother. So uh, yeah, so I, I did that for 16, 17 years in the Reserve so that I could also go to grad school full-time, get married and start and run some small businesses that I created. So three lives running at once. And I, I wanted something, some way to aggregate all of those things together being in front of a crowd, leading a large organization, uh, making a difference, obviously being able to support my family financially. Uh, and, and then of course, being in an, an environment like LA where I, I thought was really culturally diverse and music and movies and just arts and food and just, just everything that I, I wanted to experience. Um, so June of 2017, I said, I think I'm ready. I think I've experienced enough in all those facets of my life where, let me put in this application you know, for Chick-fil-A. One thing that drew me to that was it is a low starting like investment is $10,000, but it's just difficult to get into, which both of them intrigue me. I have 10,000 that I can put towards this, but also this is, it's not something that everybody's going to be able to do. So I kind of like following the road less traveled. That's just how, mm -hmm. I'm, how I'm wired. Um, and so I put in that application and before I knew it, it was just, Hey, we'd like to get to know you better. We'd like to continue to get to know you better interview after interview after interview. 18 months later, January of 2019, congratulations, you, you got the store and um, we opened up the store January 2020. So long process, lots of interview questions. The main question they'll ask you is tell me your story. And what they're looking for is like a pattern of things that you've overcome, things that you've started, that you've achieved, that you've accomplished. And they're looking for that to say, Craig, I know you've never run a restaurant. I know you've never even had a restaurant before. I know the last time you were in a restaurant was when you were 16 working at KFC, right? But we don't think you know what you're doing as it relates to the restaurant. We just believe based on your story and based on what we've come to know about you that you'll figure it out. 
And I think that parenting is the same way. You've never been a parent until you are a parent. You've never been, you right now have never been a parent of a 24 year old son. Right. Never, you've just never happened in your life. Right. But you've done enough when they were 16, when they were 17, when they were two and three, that you'll probably be all right by the time, right. you know, you're 24. So that's kind of what Chick-fil-A is all about. That's what running a franchise is all about. It's just using what you've already accomplished and figuring out a way to, to relate it to what you're about to do. Hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, when I think back, uh, it's funny, I had a guest on one time that said, uh, you know, in parenting, you know, in school, we get the lesson, then we get the test. In, <laughs> and in parenting, you get the test, and then you get the lesson. Yes. And that's so true, right? And that's exactly what you're talking about is, is exactly. you know, parent, when it comes to parenting, we don't know what we're doing. You know, right. we figure it out along the way. The test is when the kid's born, that's the test. That's and then nice. you figure it out along the way. And the fact that you're doing this, not only with a family, trying to support a family, um, but taking that risk, because it's a huge risk, taking that risk of buying a franchise and becoming a franchise owner and running a restaurant and being in charge of people. And I mean, all the different things that comes with it. But mm -hmm. I mean, you said something that I didn't, I wasn't aware of, but you started right before the pandemic hit. <laughs> Yes. So how much of a challenge was that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. My story was a little different as it relates to the pandemic, only because we we hired so many people. We hired 120 people, only really needed about 90. But we were thinking and we're going to be so busy that 30 of them are going to say, hey, this, this isn't for me. I cannot keep up. I got to, you know, sorry, thanks, thanks, but no thanks. That didn't happen. You know, I preached a lot about you know, this is going to be a home away from home, or we're going to bring that Southern hospitality to Southern California. And, and when, when we opened up and we were a little bit lower volume than we expected, everybody was able to stay and they were able to weather it. And they, you know, they came to me and said, Hey, Craig, labor is going to be through the roof. What do you want to do? And I chose to choose people over profit. So I kept my people decided not to take a profit and just worked to get the labor down. So that meant hiring a cleaning crew. So instead of my team staying after closing to clean the whole restaurant, wash the dishes and clean the floors and wipe the tables down and clean the restrooms and the dining room, I said, you all go home and we'll hire a cleaning crew to come in. So I know it's a set flat rate fee that I'm going to be paying them, which helps stabilize labor. Um, my point is that I was already in pivot mode and an adjustment mode in January. And so and in February, we're like, what else can we do? What, you know, maybe we'll turn on our DoorDash sales, our Postmates sales, Uber Eats, Grubhub. Maybe we'll do this or do that. Then when March hit, even though it's a big thing, there's no playbook for a pandemic. I mean, I'm sure there's one now, but until that point, no one would have ever expected that. I was already in pivot mode, adjustment mode. And it was just really was just one more thing, truthfully. Mm. But the hardest thing was the people side, which is the toughest part of any business, um, is kids are coming to me living in multi-generational families or households where the grandma, the mom and dad, and then the kid, parents are, and grandparents are passing away. Mm -hmm. And the kid that was just in high school or just in their first year of college is now the breadwinner for their family. And they're asking, mm -hmm. hey, Craig, Mr. Craig, can I, can I work 40 hours now? I, I, I'm the only one working. You know, my, my, my mom and dad are quarantining right now. Um, I, I've, I've got to do it. So if anything, it just became more evident why we got to treat people well and take care of each other because businesses come and go, money comes and goes. But, it, you know, the relationships that I'm building and the team I'm building and the culture I'm building 
is really all that matters. And so um, if anything, it just brought that more to, to focus, but pandemic really wasn't that challenging because we were already in that mindset. It didn't catch me by surprise, if that makes sense. Hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I can imagine, uh, you know, especially for a new business owner, the, the struggles. I mean, we've he we heard it plenty of times, different businesses closing down, even franchises that were closing down. Um, and the fact that you were able to, uh, you know, as you said, pivot in the right direction and, and worry more about the relationships than about profits um, right. is just a testament of, of the individual and the character that you have. Uh, so that's, that's, that's very cool. And you are, uh, how many franchises do you own? Do you have just the one or do you own a couple? You know, just, just the one right now. So um, hopefully down the road, we'll get a second one. There's some opportunities potentially for another, another location, which would be great. Um, currently at about 80 employees. So that'd put us, put us to an organization of at least, at least 160, if not more than that, which is so crazy, right? To think of like just young guy from Fayetteville, North Carolina, you know, never having these experiences. And now all of a sudden I have 80 people who, oh yeah, I work for Craig. I work for Craig and my wife, Dree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, my, we pay out a million dollars in wages last year. You know what I mean? Things like that, where it's like, this is crazy. But what, again, what it says is that I've never done it before, but it doesn't mean that I'm not capable of it, right? And right. that we're, you know, all these things are so possible. But um, I mean, I'm enjoying the ride. I mean, I'm enjoying the experiences right now. What we're focusing on is leadership development and growing the, growing the leaders. I uh, just have one team member who was 16 when he started. He just celebrated his 19th birthday. And so just kind of thinking about, <laughs> and, and some of them are like, I'm riding a scooter right now. I'm pushing the, like a literal manual scooter. And he said, uh, Mr. Craig, like a couple more weeks, I'm about to buy my car with my Chick-fil-A money. And, you know, and they're just so excited about these experiences in life. So they're not my kids, but we've, we've got team members who are like, you're like my second, second mom and dad. I don't even get along with my parents. Like I come here to be home, to have right. a home. And so I have two, two biological kids with 80, <laughs> 80 uh, by way of the restaurant. So, no, I love that. You know why? Because, you know, I, for me coaching all the years that I coached, um, I, you know, I, even when my younger son went off to college, I was still coaching at the high school level because oh. I liked being, uh, kind of that additional influence for these young men that I was coaching. Oh. And I can tell you that there were plenty of players that I had on my teens of parents that I never met that hadn't that weren't showing up to games, weren't coming to practices. Mm. So I'd never met some of these parents. But the players, and it was, and it was mainly because you know the parents really didn't have the means to get to a game. Maybe they had to work or whatnot. But um, the fact that I was able to be that additional, um, like their second father, uh, meant the world to me. And I've had players that have reached out to me after graduating high school and said, "Hey, you know, hey, coach, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of looking for some direction in my life right now. I'm hoping maybe you and I could sit down. I had I had a meal just before the pandemic hit. I had a meal with one of my players. We had lunch together because he." needed some direction. He didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. He was out of high school and he had no clue what to do. And we sat down, wrote out a game plan, wrote down some goals. I gave him some books to read and I periodically checked in with him. And then he ended up going off to college. Uh, so those kind of things are what, I mean, I get chills thinking about it because those kind of things are what make me proud to be, you know, that influence in their life. They don't have the direction, like you said, your, your employees, some of them are coming to work so they don't have to be at home uh, around parents that they don't 
you know, either have a relationship with or have a good, good, good relationship with. Um, but the fact that you're there, kind of that additional father figure to them and bring, I mean, that's cool. I mean, telling you, Hey, I'm buying my first car with, you know, with money that you're paying me for working for you. That's, I mean, that's yeah. so cool. That's, that's, a, that's a, amazing. yeah, that's a blessing, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Now, what kind of, what kind of lessons do you think your own kids now, I'm, maybe your younger one, maybe a little bit too young, but your older one, especially what kind of lessons do you think that um, he's learning from this? Yeah. So she, so she is, um, she's already special, right? She's already somebody that has been just, she's a pretty sharp uh, young girl. Um, she's very in tune with other people, much like how I was raised. My mom was a social worker. So I was always around kids who had potentially less than me um, and always was very empathetic and just, just, I don't know, sensitive to sensitive to it. So she's, very much um, aware and observing what we're doing. And, and I say that to say she's 12 years old and I'm, I'm able to hire her through the LLC uh, and let her do like wiping tables and doing, you know, things that are obviously not dangerous and things like that. But we could bring her into the restaurant and, and pay her through the business so that she gets a chance to earn allowance, but also appreciate, hey, you can't just walk in here and get a free chicken sandwich, which you can, but I want you to understand that this doesn't just come out of thin air. Let's work for it and let's earn it and let's let's take care of what we've been blessed with. So I'm able to bring her in, let her wipe tables, let her make the little salad kit. So if you order a cob salad, we'll have the cutlery kit, you know, the 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 dressing and the toppings for the cob salad, and she could assemble that. Or if I'm picking up or taking a catering order to a, a, a to a to a guest, excuse me. I'll let her ride with me and let her be there as part of delivering the bags or picking up the, the catering bags. So just so she understands, this is what it all feels like. This is what it takes. And she really, she gets it. She gets it. She understands it. I think she, she'll never take it for granted. Uh, she doesn't go to school like, yeah, I'm Miss Chick-fil-A. I'm the, my dad owns a Chick-fil-A. It's not, it's not how she leads with conversations or building relationships. She's just London. And yeah. Oh, by the way, we have a Chick-fil-A, you know, so <laughs> Now Camden, now Camden, this is all he's going to know. Uh, so I don't know how right. to work on that when he gets older, but. Oh, that's, that's cool. Well, getting her, getting her used to uh, kind of building that work ethic, you know, even if it's something that maybe she doesn't want to go in the franchise business, maybe she wants to be a different type of entrepreneur, or maybe she wants yeah. to go in corporate America or something. The fact that you're starting to build that, um, that lesson, teach that lesson to her of work ethic and how you earn money. Uh, yes. And then obviously, I'm sure saving money too. Um, sure. That's that's. that's I would very... say this to to you too, Brian. In terms of like London pre pre Chick Fil A, um, she was about five years old, and we were like, she really has this gift of being able to memorize things and speak, uh, you know, articulately, being articulate on camera or in front of an audience and not being nervous and things like that. So we actually created a um, a YouTube channel for her. Uh, also, I would say that she we were we were in an environment that wasn't very diverse very diverse. And so that she didn't really have a lot of people that she could look up to that looked like her, um, truthfully at her age, especially. Mm -hmm. And so instead of like waiting for an opportunity, I'm very big on creating opportunities and created a YouTube channel called London in America, where she could basically look up to herself. Right. And it'd be like an edutainment type of thing where she could educate her peers, but also have fun with it. And so she at five years old, um, we started doing this, this, YouTube series and I would shoot it and write and edit it and she would memorize the script and, and, and act it out. So, you know, your listeners could definitely check that out as a way of saying, Hey, 
it's not about making her a YouTube star, but it is about teaching her how to connect, how to uh, appreciate the audience that's on the other side of the camera, how to you know memorize. So I'm training her with that and new words that she's learning and just understanding herself. That led her to speaking in front of um, 600 parents and, and students. Wow. She got invited to speak in person at age six and they, she signed autographs and things like that. So I got a chance to then put her in front of a crowd. And I said, okay, let's go on front on the stage. Let's practice. This is the audience. This is what it's gonna look like. So when they call you up here, you've already practiced this. You've already felt what it feels like to walk up on stage, turn around and say, hi, I'm London. This is my YouTube channel that me and my dad created. I hope you enjoy this episode. So we played the episode in front of them. And then she went back out into the lobby and signed autographs at age six. And so my point now at age 12, this is just a continuation. We're finding ways to expose her to things that she's going to be able to use in life. One day she's going to have to stand in front of a crowd and speak. One day she's going to have to memorize a, a script or something. One day she's going to need to learn that, you know, her money comes from hard work and, and things that she wants to invest her time into. So next thing I want to do is maybe do something similar to what you and I are doing, where she interviews kids her age and gets a chance to understand how to listen and, you know, again, frame her questions and uh, be engaging and things like that. Just, again, it's just ways of using what I have or what I know to be true about life and finding ways to do it creatively through her tapping into what I know she enjoys. Um, and then when she looks back, she's like, wow, you know, it was almost like the wax on wax off. Like I thought I was just painting the fence and waxing the car, but in reality, I was learning things that I could apply to apply to my life. Yeah. And that, that's special, man. That's really cool because, uh, you know, as we know, when, when teenagers hit that adult age and they're off on their own, life can hit them in the chin. And the fact that you're, you're setting her up, teaching her lessons, getting her comfortable doing these things ahead of time, uh, mm -hmm. is, you know, a tribute to you and, and, and your wife. So that's awesome. Very cool. Um, I, when I think of franchise owners, mm -hmm. I think of somebody who's constantly, unless you own multiple and multiple franchises, uh, somebody who has to constantly oversee things, especially in your situation where you have one franchise, you're having to constantly oversee things. You're having to constantly maybe be at the restaurant, um, mm -hmm. handle different, different tasks. Um, right. You have your daughter there with you um, from time to time, but what kind of challenges as a dad of being a franchise owner, what kind of challenges are you facing right now um, with your own family? Yeah, I, the challenge, man, is before the franchise, my daughter and I used to do a lot of daddy-daughter dates. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to have a thing also for as a family called Fun Friday, where we would do something every Friday, and our goal was to spend no more than $30. So that might mean ordering some pizza one night and a movie. It might be um, we went one time and we made custom candles, custom-scented candles, and we could pour different wax and fragrances in, in there, and and we did that as a, as a Fun Friday or whatever it might, you know, might do uh, chocolate dip strawberries or whatever it might be that we're intentionally saying, this is our day. We're spending this time together and having the restaurant has really changed that. And so we have, so my daughter used to resent the restaurant. I hate the restaurant. Mm. They're always gone, especially the first year where we're, where we are doing every single thing, sun up to sundown. Um, and just burning the candle at both ends. So the challenge has been finding what the new rhythm will be uh, that we can, you know, stay consistent with. And uh, Fun Friday, I think is a low hanging fruit. I think it's something we can get back to pretty quickly. Um, 
we took a lot of pictures of those daddy daughter dates. And so we have a Google home device that rotates on our TVs and, you know, and all the different devices. So we see these photos uh, that pop up and it reminds us of what we used to do and what we, where we used to spend our time. And it's encouraging to get back to that. So if I were to say the biggest challenge is we did so much early on that got disrupted for a good period of time. Um, but thankfully it's still early enough in, in her life and our, in our life that we can get back to it probably with no problem because we built a team. We're building our leadership team. We just brought on a director of administration for the business. We have a people development director. We have assistant directors for the drive-through, for the front of house, for, for catering and mobile, you know, like uh, third-party deliveries. And we're building the infrastructure so that our influence is still felt whether we're there or not. And that way we can, again, go back to what matters most, which is relationships and my relationship with my daughter. Um, my wife, my, you know, my little baby boy is, is really the most important. So obviously my relationship with God and then leading through that to, to, uh, to the family and then through the restaurant, but the restaurant definitely comes third is it's not. And I, and I think I have made it the priority and I, and I've got to, you got to make some adjustments, you know, to get back to what really matters most. Yeah. You know, I think just kind of, hearing your story and, and hearing the things that you're doing with your daughter in the store um, and the fact that you're building these relationships with your employees, um, you should get back to it because right now, you know, she's still at a young age where um, that bond and that relationship can still be stronger. And uh, so, yeah, I would highly encourage get back to that. Uh, even if it's, even if it's for, a, you know, an hour uh, where you're just devoting time Yes. taking her, taking her to a meal some, at another restaurant, right? Taking her mm -hmm. out to dinner or something for an hour and just you and her just kind of that one-on-one -on -one, uh, daddy daughter date kind of thing. Um, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. You got to get back to it uh, because it's important and your business, your business won't suffer. Uh, that no. one hour is not going to, it's not going to suffer. So um, well, very cool. What's next for you? What's next for uh, your family? What's next for you? Yeah, so it's, it's um, a couple of things. One is my wife is a physician assistant and has had aspirations for many years to open up her own women's health clinic. And oh, cool. so really, really supporting her to making sure that happens. Uh, probably we'll start off in a telehealth uh, framework and then from, you know, to build the clientele and have more like a, like a minimal investment, right? In terms of equipment and locations and all that. And then from there, get the brick and mortar location. Uh, for London, uh, it's really just getting back to London in America in a way that fits her middle school mindset now, right? Like she's more aware of what people are saying and thinking and, you know, she wants to be cool and she's trying to figure out how do I, how do I do both? Um, it's, uh, I think the other thing is, is, is the dating, you know, the wife, my wife, right? So right. those things are important as it relates to being a dad and making sure that my daughter sees what that looks like for her from her parents and so just getting back to that rhythm of no oh, it's mom it's mom and i you know it's time to to hang out together y'all got to go to bed early or we're going to get a babysitter and her seeing that and that's normal um and she's you know getting to a point where she supports that like yo y'all need to go date go have your time you know i'll be okay i'll take care of camden and so that's that's really important um and you know it's it's a maybe a little sensitive topic but it's one thing that dads with daughters will go through is your daughter will eventually cross over into womanhood and you'll have to start grabbing some of those pads and things. And I'm thankful that I was, I was at the house when it happened with her. And, mm. and I was, you know, I talk a lot, a lot about missing the daddy daughter dates, but I was there for that time. And I would just encourage those who are listening, 
to be prepared if it hasn't happened, be prepared on what you might do in that in that situation. For me, I always knew that I didn't want to make it um, nasty for her. I didn't want to make right. her feel like, uh, oh, you know, I can't talk to dad about these types of things. Right. Awkward. Like, oh, yeah. Awkward. Exactly. That's 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 the word I was looking for. And so I, I kind of said, hey, look, don't worry about it. Go. I'm going to go run you a bath. You know, we'll grab some underwear. We'll try to figure out how to place these things in there. And, you know, and and you'll see that I'm not cringing or anything like that. And, and I'm sad. I don't really know what I'm doing, but we're going to figure this out. And I saved something for my wife so she could have that experience with her daughter because, you know, obviously that's so that's important. And she came back and was like, Dad, just thank you. Thank you for that. And that's something she'll never forget. So I, mean, I am thankful for that. I only use that story to say I want to get back to creating the space for more moments like that that are going to be meaningful that she'll never forget. Um, so that, that those are the things that are next for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, yeah. I mean, any, anytime you have those, uh, you know, those are, those are, those are special moments, uh, you know, as awkward as it may be, those are special <laughs> moments. Um, yeah. but any of those special moments that you can create, not only with your daughter, but with your son, um, sure. is important. So, and then obviously the, you know, dating your wife, uh, again is super important. So <laughs> make yeah. sure you're doing that brother. You don't want to be on the bad end of that. <laughs> no, sir, not at all. Not at all. And I, you know what, I'm really, I'm really, I want to acknowledge you really quick for, for the, the, the many years you put into coaching and, and giving up. Oh, thank you. People. Um, I'm inspired by it. It's something I want to do. So I'd love to do that for my daughter's really into basketball. She hasn't played much, but she just like, dad, I just want to learn basketball. I want to play. And so being, being maybe being with her or being with my son, as he starts exploring what, you know, what sports he's interested in, I'm inspired by you, man. And I, and I appreciate uh, you sharing your story and thank you just for what you're doing, even with the dad up podcast, brother. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, it's funny when, when my older son was three and a half, I went to sign him up for little league. And, uh, I remember, I remember going to the, I can remember this, like it was yesterday. I remember going to the table to sign him up and the guys were sitting there at the table and they said, Hey, do you want to coach? And I said, no, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't, I've never coached. Uh, they're like, dude, he's three. He's going to sit out in the field and pick grass. And, and, you know, all you got to do is don't teach him how to hit, teach him how to throw and teach him how to run the bases. That's all you got to do. That's That's it. And I can remember going to the first game, you know, we'd have many practices, but I can remember going to the first game and being so nervous because it was my mm. first game I'd ever coached telling yeah. my wife, like, I remember back then uh, looking up um, stuff on the internet. Uh, I don't even remember if, if YouTube was around back then, but uh, I remember looking, trying to look up stuff on the internet of how to coach because I had no <laughs> clue. And then, you know, here we are, you know, 21 years later and, you know, coaching has just been you know, multiple seasons. I've done a lot of it. And, uh, and now I'm, you know, the point of the podcast is just kind of the, my son, my sons are older and just kind of a way to give back to dads and help them, encourage them, guide them. And through some of the struggles, especially, you know, like you, you know, going through the struggle of owning a franchise and having to do all that. Um, so very, very cool. Um, well, listen, Craig, it's been, it's been a huge honor having you on, man. I'm glad, I'm glad we got a chance to meet. And if I'm ever out in LA, we need to grab, oh. we need to grab a meal to bring it together and uh, get a chance to sit down and chat a little bit more. Absolutely. It'll be my pleasure to, to help you um, experience this Cali lifestyle and, you know, get some spicy. You like spicy? What's your favorite? Sandwich? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm on, I'm in Southern California. Oh, that's right. That's right. I keep, I keep, I keep yeah, yeah. Food. I'm in Southern California. I'm born and raised in, in California. So, um, yeah, we're, uh, 
So, I mean, listen, all the things you're doing, I just, I'm in Southern California, obviously, and you and I will get a chance to meet one of these days. And, uh, but I just want to thank you, Craig, for not only our friendship, but uh, for the stuff that you're doing, the, the relationships that you're building at your restaurant. Um, it's just remarkable. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day uh, to share a little bit about you and who you are, who your family is and the things that you're doing and uh, just keep it up, man. I really appreciate you, brother. No, thank you. Thank you, Brian. And again, check out this episode, Data Podcast. Um, it's been an honor being on the show and can't wait to just see how far you take it because this is one of those things that is very much like the legacy, right? This is what you're going to be able to leave behind and uh, it'll outlive you and it'll make a difference. So I uh, appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thank you very much, Craig. I appreciate it, man. Listen, everybody, uh, you know what? If you're in Southern California, go stop by his restaurant, check it out. Uh, obviously, it's Chick-fil-A. A lot of my viewers might know what Chick-fil-A is, who Chick-fil-A is, but uh, Chick-fil-A is great food. So uh, it's one of our favorite places. So if you're ever in Southern California in the LA area, make sure you stop by his restaurant and uh, you just might run into Craig and say and say hello. So uh, let him know you, you heard him on Data Podcast. But I look forward, make sure you guys are checking out this episode and make sure you guys are subscribed subscribing to my YouTube channel. Um, you can guys can send me messages there. You can send me messages on Instagram. You can check out Craig on Instagram as well. He's got, he's got his own Instagram page. Um, let him know that you heard him on dad up and um, I appreciate you all listening. Stay in tune to my episode that comes out each and every week. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys all in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. And please do me a favor, leave a rating and a review. Would love to hear from you and see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes each week. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Data Podcast. Podcast.